This is the Mathematics Education Podcast from MathEdPodcast.com. Welcome to the Math Ed Podcast. My name is Sam Otten from the University of Missouri, and my guest today is Dr. Megan Staples, who's an associate professor in the Department of Curriculum and Instruction at the University of Connecticut. Megan, thanks for being here with me. Thank you very much. Uh, Megan's going to be here talking about her article that's uh, appearing soon in the Journal of Mathematical Behavior. It's entitled, Justification as a Teaching and Learning Practice, Its Potential Multifaceted Role in Middle Grades Mathematics Classrooms. But before we get to that article, I would wanted to just ask you to back up and tell us a little bit about your dissertation and where you did your uh, graduate studies. Sure. I did my graduate studies with Dr. Joe Bowler at Stanford University, and my dissertation work focused on uh, one classroom that was a longitudinal case study of a teacher who was particularly skilled at organizing collaborative inquiry math practices in her classroom, and by that I meant a series of practices that were both social and mathematical in nature, so things like asking each other questions, um, comparing strategies, justification. Uh, so the result of that study was basically two models. I was very interested in the teacher and how the teacher was organizing those classrooms, mm-hmm. uh, those practices in the classroom, mm-hmm. and then also a model of how she developed the class's uh, capacity to engage in those practices over time. Okay. Uh, you talk about kind of a, a set of practices that are both social and mathematical, and uh, so one of those practices would be the actual practice of justification. Is that right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so can you say a little bit about how you're now moving forward and, and bring us to this current article about justification in middle grades mathematics classrooms? Sure, absolutely. I'd say uh, justification is um, certainly one of the, the most important mathematical practices, and it can be a very important practice in a classroom. Um, as you mentioned, the title of this is about uh, justification as a disciplinary practice, but also as a learning practice. Mm-hmm. So it's a very compelling practice to include in a classroom for the purposes of helping students learn mathematics and engage in mathematics. So this study is focusing just on justification, which I put under the umbrella of collaborative inquiry practices in math classrooms. Okay, and so um, you just mentioned about how justification is a disciplinary practice of mathematics. Um, but a learning practice as well. So can you help us just understand what you mean by that distinction, um, disciplinary practices and learning practices? Sure. So if we think about uh, research mathematicians as a community, right? they're a community engaged um, together for a particular purpose, and that purpose um, is generally thought of as um, expanding the knowledge base of mathematics and making that a vibrant community that has capacity to produce new knowledge. Um, And not only do they produce new knowledge, but they archive this knowledge and they disseminate this knowledge. So they have a set of practices in that community that are organized uh, to accomplish those purposes. And justification is one of those, right? That is how they establish that knowledge. So it's absolutely core to the mathematician research community. In the math classroom, um, certainly justification uh, is a practice that can play that role, uh, but it's also a practice that teachers can engage students in for the purpose of learning mathematics. And uh, if you want students to better understand you know, something about quadrilaterals or something about scaling, you might engage students in justification with the idea that they're also learning some of these other ideas uh, along the way. Um, so it's a learning practice. It's one by which students, it's a means by which students come to better understand and know mathematics. 
Okay, so, uh, and the study, which we'll, we'll talk about here quite a bit, is uh, really digging into those purposes that justification might serve in mathematics classrooms, which may or may not overlap with the purposes that justification serves in uh, the discipline of mathematics. And so in, in the article, you connect back to some work that's really been done um, in math education uh, to outline the different purposes that justification has amongst mathematicians. Um, because there's kind of this uh, rationale that justification is so central to the discipline of mathematics that uh, that should inform the way that we educate students in school mathematics. And so um, there's been people in the past that have have uh, outlined those different purposes. And so I was wondering if you could just uh, orient us a little bit to that past work so that we can then um, move forward from that to your current study. Sure. I, I think a big purpose of that past work was uh, you know, proof, which is the more typical term to use in the mathematicians' communities, that proof from proving justification. Um, the push there was that mathematicians don't only use proof for the purpose of establishing new results. So, you know, that work of Hannah, that work of De Villers um, and Bell earlier, uh, was was really to push that agenda forward. Look, yes, mathematicians do proof, but it's not just to show results are true. They use it because proofs are explanatory. And so to show, show that there's a lot more depth to it than just establishing a new result. Exactly, exactly. So they talked about, um, you know, proof uh, it contributes to explanation. It helps with the systematization of mathematics. Um, mm -hmm. It can lead to new discoveries. It supports communication among mathematicians and so on. So that was the purpose of that work, to document purposes beyond just verification. Um, and then that obviously is uh, work that the math ed community um, is referencing and using as we look at math classrooms. Okay. Now I want to ask you uh, an additional question. So you mentioned the term proof and how that term is obviously very common to refer to this sort of set of ideas. Um, but in the article, you make a very purposeful decision to use the term justification. And so um, you brought that up earlier, but I was wondering if you could just say a little bit more about that choice to use the term justification. Sure. Um, I think justification and proof are two terms that end up indexing very different notions for people. So if you talk with, um, especially school teachers, when you mention the word proof or even lay people, they're bound to think about sort of two-column geometry proof, or they're thinking of something that's very formal or sometimes just ritualized, right? So that is not necessarily the notions that we want um, pointed to when we're thinking about justification. We want that overarching purpose that a justification or a proof is aiming to demonstrate um, the truth or falsity of a claim. You want that to ring through, but not necessarily some of these other um, notions that can sort of confine and constrain what people are thinking about. Um, furthermore, we were working with middle school teachers, and if you ask them, well, what are your goals of proof in your classroom, you know, they're going to not, um, that doesn't resonate with them. You know, they do want their students to reason. They want their students engaged in high-level mathematics um, and justification, but they aren't thinking that they're teaching students how to do proof. Okay. And so that's going to be, that's kind of a recurring theme with this uh, article is the you know, resonance with a community. And so you're just talking about the middle school, uh, middle grades, teacher, teaching community. Um, and so I think that idea of, of what resonates with them, what, what makes the most sense to them, I think, is going to carry through as we talk about what you actually found in the study. So to move in that direction, um, can you uh, just tell us a little bit about what the data was that you were looking at and where that data came from? Sure. 
Um, this paper was produced out of data from a larger study called the JAGUAR Project, which stands for Justification and Argumentation Gross Understanding of Algebraic Reasoning. Um, so it was a three-year NSF project um, that was focusing uh, both on what justification looks like in middle grades classrooms and also teachers' pedagogies of justification and how they augment or develop those pedagogies over time. Um, so it was a project uh, across multiple universities. Sean Larson was the PI, and then we've had there are a few co-PIs that um, you know, were on the project or currently are, including um, Jill Newton and Terry Wood from Purdue, and Ava Tanheiser and Karen Marangel from Portland State University, which is also where Sean is. And then we've had a few different grad students contribute, including one of the co-authors on this paper, Joanna Bartlow. And so that, I imagine, over the three years collected quite a bit of, of different types of data. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so behind this study, uh, we have sort of two main, I guess, kind of types of data. One is working directly with the teachers in um, a collaborative setting, like summer work sessions. Um, during the academic year, we also had sessions, and we videotaped those. We have interviews with the teachers. And then we have a lot of records of practice. Um, for two years in a row, the teachers implemented justification tasks in common in their classroom, and we videotaped those, and teachers have reflective journals on those. They viewed their own videotapes and, and so on. Um, so the broader data set was the backdrop for this study, and sort of generated some of the ideas as we were engaging the teachers. And then for this study, we systematically reviewed um, four of the discussions we had with the teachers during the summer sessions or work sessions, and then also 36 of their reflective journals from the first year of the study. And we engaged, you know, sort of typical qualitative, um, you know, approaches, uh, generally, you know, of coding. So we had the themes come from the broader data set, and then we engaged in coding on this data set in a more systematic way. Mm -hmm. For the article that we're talking about, which is uh, uh, appearing in the Journal of Mathematical Behavior, Justification as a Teaching and Learning Practice, so your goal there with this qualitative coding was to identify different purposes that justification seemed to have in the middle school mathematics community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's right, that's right. And so we sort of have two different views on that. From the working sessions, we have the teachers talking with one another and sort of offering ideas um, in a more general way. And then from their reflective journals, we have something that's a little bit closer to practice where they're actually thinking about in this lesson, you know, what was my, uh, what was the role of justification in this lesson? Um, what do I think students learned about justification in this particular lesson? Oh, I see. Let me just say, I'll, I'll kind of orient us to this, there were six purposes of justification that you highlight in the article. And in the article you do say this is not meant to be a comprehensive list, this is what you saw with your group of teachers. Um, there might be different purposes with other group of teachers, so I do want to acknowledge that you, you wrote about that in the article. But the six that you did have data to support and came from your coding um, are the following. Promoting conceptual understanding, fostering valued math skills and dispositions, Assessing, fostering valued lifelong skills and dispositions, managing diversity, and then finally influencing social relationships. So I'm going to uh, ask you to, to just say a little bit about each of those so that we can kind of understand what you mean by those purposes of justification. So the first one was promoting conceptual understanding. Okay. Um, yeah, this one was, was extremely prominent, I guess is the best way that I would phrase it. Uh, and so in this purpose, teachers think a lot about how justification helps students learn basically the math they think that they're in charge of teaching, right? So we have 
all their standards and their curriculum and students should know and be able to do blank and teachers see justification as a means to getting at this. Um, so if I give a concrete example, you know, one of our tasks was the hexagon task, which is the typical hexagon chain task where students are, you know, adding hexagons and finding the perimeter. So with this, you ask, okay, well, what's the perimeter of the 25th figure or what's the perimeter of the nth figure? Now, that actual result, what the perimeter is, is not the important piece of mathematics that's happening for the teachers, right? It's nice that the result is 102, but that's um, not what they're after. They're after getting kids engaged in the reasoning and sense-making that justifies that result where they're thinking a lot about perimeter relationships, is this proportional or not, and so on. So the teachers had other learning goals in mind when they were posing um, justification questions. Um, and that's, that's a very common thing that teachers talked about. In terms of fostering valued math skills and dispositions, uh, teachers saw justification as extremely um, useful for them in promoting students' proficiency with what you know the, the process standards from NCTM, um, so communication, representation, and, and so on. Um, so justification would engage students in communication, and that was something they valued and wanted students to get better at. So they would talk about that. Um, or justification provided opportunities for representation, and then they could talk across representation. And so they imagined that justification supported students' represent, representational fluency, which was another valued outcome, something that teachers were committed to. Right, and that's interesting too because clearly justification is tied to the reasoning and proof process standard, but, right. but your teachers were talking about how justification actually helped them foster uh, the other process standards as well. Mm -hmm. and, and that was not just a sideline for them, that was something that was important, right? So in particular we had some teachers that were very committed to the idea of multiple representations, so justification was seen as very um, important for them in reaching some of their other valued goals. Mm. So the, the next purpose is assessing or displaying and monitoring. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, this one I think is extremely important um, in terms of understanding, which I know we'll talk more about, understanding why some of the um, classroom purposes of justification are a little bit different than, than the mathematicians community, or at least that's what we found. So with assessing, displaying, and monitoring, um, the teachers very much valued justification because it was revealing, right? It showed them what their students were thinking. And they talked about it in two ways. One, as more formative assessment where they could adjust their pedagogy, so as a pedagogical tool. And then also um, one for evaluating, right? Knowing what kids know. And if you think about you know, a teacher's work life, they're not only trying to get students to learn and understand math, but they're in the position where they have to certify and document that students have learned this mathematics. Um, and so justification was valued for the, the role that it played in that. It's interesting because in terms of the mathematician's community, you're often sort of thinking about justification as determining whether a result is true, right? So whereas in this case, the teachers were engaged in determining whether the students understood it well or not. So, you know, so are we convincing you that the result is true, or are we convincing you that the student knows the result? Um, and so it was a different bent to, um, to thinking about the truth of a claim. It was more focused on the student convincing the teacher that they understood the mathematics behind the claim as opposed to the claim itself. Right, so it's kind of a, a distinction there in the focus of attention while justification is going on. In the mathematical disciplinary community, when a justification is going on, the attention is actually on the thing being proven. You know, the, the quality of the proof and the, the truth value of the result. But it sounds like here through this assessing purpose in middle school mathematics classrooms, 
the focus of attention is more on the learner or the student. And as the student is justifying, the, the teacher is assessing uh, you know, what that student seems to have learned and also get, gathering formative assessment that they might use. So it's kind of the focus is not really on the mathematical result. The focus is on what am I learning about the student as they're justifying. Mm-hmm. That's great, and that's a great way to put it. I think the other point I'd like to make here is that that can potentially um, sort of skew a little bit about what students think justification is. Uh, so if they think that justification is a display of their knowledge, it might lead them to you know, produce a justification with slightly different characteristics than are um, either really needed in uh, justification or you know, are really appropriate. So you, know, you already know something's true, and in the mathematics community, you just reference the prior theorem or lemma. And in the classroom community, you kind of have to reprove or rehash it or be extra explicit um, in ways that a, a mathematical justification for the research community wouldn't necessarily require. So you, it sounds like you're kind of saying, if I can put it in my own words, if the student realizes that the attention is really on them and not the mathematical result, then the student might behave a little bit differently because they might want to try to display that they know something or they might proceed in a different way because they maybe are trying to show what they know. The goal isn't solely to prove the result. Right. And in the absence of that counterbalance of having um, teachers emphasize that what they're doing is showing the result is true, a student can easily walk out of a math classroom and when you ask them, oh, what's a justification, they're going to say, showing what you know. <laughs> so uh-huh. it overall could actually shape their understanding of that practice and kind of hide the importance of that practice for the mathematician community. I see. So I do want to move on. We have. Um, Another one that's about fostering values, earlier we had fostering valued math skills and dispositions, but there's also a purpose that you identify in the article that's fostering valued lifelong skills and dispositions. So I wonder if you could help us understand that one and distinguish it from the math skills and dispositions. Sure. So in this case, the teachers talked about justification as a valuable practice for teaching students lessons sort of beyond the math class. So for example, the idea that you should always support your reasoning, whether math class or not, was something that the teachers thought was an educational goal and something justification could help with. Or the idea that it's okay to make make mistakes and that you can learn from mistakes is another example. Um, So these are sort of general life lessons that they thought teaching with justification gave them the opportunity to sort of highlight and engage students in. And so the distinction really kind of comes from the teachers themselves because they were speaking about it in more broad terms than just mathematics? Absolutely. And again, this sort of makes sense from the teacher's perspective, right? I'm a teacher. I'm working with middle school students. I'm thinking about them as future adults, right? They're in the formative years. And so my teaching and my goals for my students are not just limited to mathematical goals. Um, I have broader goals for them. And so these, that was some of what came out when they talked about those goals. Mm-hmm. And I remember, too, in the article, the issue of communication comes up again. So communication was a valued mathematical skill, but it comes up again as a lifelong skill. Absolutely. In the workplace, teachers wanted students to be able to explain, you know, their ideas, to have, um, you know, something that they uh, submit to a boss uh, be supported with evidence and communicated very clearly. Otherwise, their ideas wouldn't matter. So it didn't matter whether they were mathematical ideas or not, but the general idea that you could communicate clearly and support your assertions was a valued lifelong goal. So the the final two purposes are managing diversity and influencing social relationships. Um, So I was wondering if you could say a little bit about those as well. Absolutely. So managing diversity um, is one where the teachers found using justification tasks as a really valuable strategy for managing, you know, the diverse set of learners in their classroom. 
for them, justification tasks often had multiple entry points, um, and they had multiple ways to approach the reasoning. Um, and students could take it to different levels, right? So students could extend sort of beyond the most basic version of the task. So for them, it allowed them to teach in a way which sort of implicitly allowed them to differentiate or meet the needs of their learners because the learners got to take the task in a way that was appropriate for how they were thinking. Um, so, and this idea sort of has some support elsewhere. Um, Joe Boulder's work has, you talked about justification as an equitable uh, learning practice because it allows students access to ideas in different ways and gives them better access to um, ideas than when you're in a classroom where things are a little bit more um, stand and deliver in one way. With managing diversity, I mean, as I'm thinking, it doesn't seem to have a direct analog in the mathematical community. Would that be your interpretation as well? Yes, I would. Yeah, I would agree with that. And so you can think about that again as if I'm a teacher, <laughs> I'm thinking about my work life. Um, mm -hmm. That's a teachers teach groups, and uh, there's always going to be some level of heterogeneity in that group. And so that's something that's a concern to them. And they saw um, justification, and maybe more specifically, justification tasks as a way to help them effectively work with a group of students from a variety of backgrounds. And so, sorry, uh, I'll let you go on to the last one, which is about the social relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that one's a, a kind of a fun one. Um, a teacher sort of pointed out to us as soon as we posed the question, she said, well, you're using the word middle school. And if you're talking about justification in middle school, I'm definitely thinking about status issues and sort of middle school kids. Um, and so not just this teacher, but others talked about how when you shift uh, the authority in the classroom, as many other researchers have talked about, away from a teacher or away from the student who seems to always get it the quickest and make it about the mathematics and the justification you offer, that you can influence and change sort of the social dynamics in the classroom. Um, so now it's not about who has high status and who's usually right. It's about who has a correct argument at this moment. Um, and the teachers also appreciated that it moved them out of you know, that authority role and allowed students to see themselves a little bit more as knowers and doers of math. With with that set of six, um, that kind of in mind about these purposes of justification and how there are some purposes that are unique or particular to mathematics classroom communities as opposed to the disciplinary community, but thinking about those six altogether or thinking about the study, do you have a sort of a, a, a takeaway point or takeaway idea that you've really cultivated from this study that, that you'd like to share with the listeners? Mm -hmm. Well, I certainly say that there, you know, there is some overlap between the two sets. You know, the mathematician community does value uh, proof uh, or justification as explanatory, right, when it does reveal and give insights, and that was very clear for the teachers as well. Um, but then there were, of course, some differences, and, and one of the ones that's perhaps most important to attend to is that the teachers did not mention verification um, as an important uh, role of justification in their mathematics classrooms. Um, and that's a big difference um, because that is a defining feature of justification and um, one that's very prominent, obviously, in the mathematicians community. Um, so it's interesting to sort of think about, well, why is that the case? You know, why would we find such a difference? Um, and if you think about the two communities, and De Villers actually brings this up in an earlier articles, that there's not really the driving need in the same way in a classroom to have um, justification play the role of verification. There are other ways to verify, and as I talked about a little bit before, sometimes that's not the teacher's main point in posing a task. Um, so that one seems to be one that's not um, highlighted or pursued as much. 
So, you know, justifications do indeed verify, and that is why they can serve the other purposes that teachers value to a large degree, um, but that's not the primary thing they're focusing on when they think about the role of justification in their classrooms. And so these ideas then are really connecting back to the idea of what community is justification being used in or, or being put to practice in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So these two communities then are related, right? The math research community and then our math classroom community. And they should reference one another in some ways, right? We're still teaching math in a math classroom community. But those communities are designed for different purposes and have sort of different accountability systems, if you will, or different driving forces. So the mathematicians community, which is organized around developing that knowledge base and expanding it and making a vibrant community that can grow knowledge, uses verification in a way that's very different for teachers who um, generally are charged with developing uh, novice learners' understanding of mathematics, and those understandings are often more defined um, in terms of conceptual knowledge or things that sort of are, you know, are generally tested this day and age, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so that's their focus, and they're not necessarily thinking about or focusing on having students become great verifiers and knowledge producers mm-hmm. and savvy at... Um, at justification, although in the long term that is, you know, it, it, it is a valued goal. We would like students to do that, but it's not one that is a driving force for them or one that they reference. Um, and one thing that I find very interesting is there was a recent article by um, Yap, also in Journal of Math Behavior, where he asked mathematicians, 14 research mathematicians in pure and applied fields, about their undergraduate teaching and the role of proof in their undergraduate teaching. And interestingly, fewer than half of them mention verification as a purpose. So these are folks that use verification. You know, they're part of the research mathematician community, but when they shift and turn, you know, are thinking as teachers, um, that also wasn't a salient to them. So it begs this larger question about, as we think about classroom communities and organizing um, practices in those communities and what we value, um, how do we uh, acknowledge and account for that context in a way that um, helps us move forward and uh, produce the types of classrooms or the types of learners or the types of you know learning outcomes that we're interested in. Mm-hmm. And I think too, so I've I've read some uh, articles about justification improving, and I remember seeing a lot of articles that begin by saying justification and improving are important because they're so central to the discipline of mathematics, which I think you know there's definitely a case to be made there. But what I what I really take from your article is that there's more to the case, um, which is that not only is justification central to the discipline of mathematics, but justification can serve some really important purposes in teaching mathematics, and so that idea of it being a, a teaching and learning practice. Um, so to me now, I'm, I'm kind of just thinking back to all those studies, and I'm now kind of putting this this other perspective in it, which is that justification has this this role to play in math classrooms aside from its role in the disciplinary community of mathematicians. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right. So part of right, part of what we try to point out is that often teachers are, we assume that if it exists in the math research community, it should exist in math classrooms, right? And then if it's not there, what's the conclusion? Teachers aren't doing the right thing or something along those lines, right? So this is, um, you know, the article is trying to point out that the rationale that just because it's in one community it should be in the other is a weak rationale. Um, It's not that we don't want it in both communities. It's that that rationale is not compelling to teachers necessarily and in fact might not um, leverage justification and position it as powerful as it can be in the math classroom community. Um, So 
that's something that as we move forward and think about, okay, how could uh, the practice of justification be more vibrant in math classroom communities needs to be attended to. And in working with teachers, um, the full sort of scope of purposes that justification can you know, play and contribute to um, would be important to draw out. And um, you know, that's part of what they value and part of what they see as their role. And so that would be important to include. My guest is Megan Staples from the University of Connecticut, and her article in the journal Mathematical Behavior is Justification as a Teaching and Learning Practice, Its Potential Multifaceted Role in Middle Grades Mathematics Classrooms. I want to ask you one more question before I let you go, mm-hmm. and uh, it's actually separate from math education. Um, I'm just curious, if you weren't in math education for your career and for your livelihood, what, what would you see yourself doing? That's a fun question. Um, <laughs> And this might actually be my retirement job. I would imagine that I might be a a genealogist of sorts because I very much enjoy that other type of research. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Have you you started doing a little bit of that already and you're just hoping to be able to do more and dig deeper? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, Megan Staples, thank you very much for being here. Great. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.